wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And on this episode, I have Charity Wanachek, the owner of Ghost Town Metalworks. Obviously, there are brands that we choose to support because we really like what they stand for. We like how they spend their extra money. Maybe we like the nonprofits that they give to, or maybe we like nonprofits that they've started themselves. But at the end of the day, if it's an item that you need to buy that needs to actually fit you, it's probably better to get the one that fits better. Especially when it comes to like a boot or a bow or a backpack. So I landed on a Kafaru pack and that poor group of people that run their Instagram, I had all kinds of questions for them for months and they answered all of them. And then I actually went to the Western Hunting Expo and they knew I was coming because <laughs> I told them and they're like all right they fitted me and everything so I was like I just don't want to order anything online I'm 5'3 I have a short torso I'm gonna be taking this on a crazy hunt this has to be comfortable and they did and they did awesome welcome to hunting day with Stephen Robbins now for your host Stephen Robbins all right guys and gals welcome back to another episode of hunting day and on this episode i have charity wanachek and charity is the owner of ghost town metalworks we met on instagram and on her page ghost town fine jewelry she was posting a lot about shooting her bow and so on her instagram page uh, ghost town fine jewelry she had posted how she drew a tag for the archery season in nevada and she won multiple different contests within Instagram. And so I, was, I knew that I wanted to have her on the show so we could talk to her before her hunt. And we're actually going to invite her back for after her hunt. And uh, But I wanted to talk to her for the prep and what all she was doing so that if she could help anyone else that's doing the same thing, I think this would be a really good opportunity for them to learn from her as well. So Charity, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I am glad that we connected over Instagram. That's been a pretty amazing place. Social media can have its downsides. Don't get me wrong, but definitely say I've connected with a lot of really amazing people um, over the last quite quite a few years. <laughs> and then my business is internet-based for the most part. Um, so yeah, Ghost Town Metalworks is my main business name. And I do have the two different Instagram accounts. So Ghost Town Metalworks is where, you know, it was my OG account. And that's where I have a lot of other metalsmiths that follow me. I do jewelry tutorials and all sorts of things there, just kind of off the cuff. And then Ghost Town Fine Jewelry features a a little bit more of 50-50 balance between me making jewelry and then all the other things that take up my time <laughs> that I choose to take up my time with. So I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a complete outdoor nerd, and I have a biology degree. And I was in the veterinary industry for a long time before I left for jewelry. And I'm a Nevada Division of Wildlife, uh, Department of Wildlife, excuse me, volunteer, and do all sorts of things. So that's kind of my everything mix match account. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you see archery happening and me winning all of a sudden all of these things these last four months. I'm 38 and I literally never win anything ever. That's my husband. He's the lucky one. So I think I've probably soaked up some of his good luck or something. He decided last year that he was getting off Instagram. And then I think somehow his Instagram luck got like pushed over to me. But I've won three things in the last four months. So um, I'll hop into that first just because it's hilarious because I'd already made this choice that I was going to start hunting after 11 years um, of helping my husband on his hunts. I finally decided to to do that. And I won 
uh, from Tall Timber Productions. I won an elite membership to Onyx Hunt because they posted a funny comment on one of their videos. And that was the deal. You said to pick a, they you post a comment and they picked it. And all I literally said is this is my comment and I'm commenting. And then they picked me. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. That's a funny one. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. And then the other one I won was from Kurt of Western obsessions TV. Um, he had more of an essay contest where you just needed to write in either. He wanted new hunters or hunters that seemed to be hitting walls of some sort that they couldn't figure out they needed help problem solving, maybe why they weren't being successful. Um, and he gave away five mentorships that were four weeks long. And he selected me as one of them after hearing my very long winded story about why it would be a great candidate for him to help. Um, and I don't know if he regrets it now or not after all of our long conversations. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, you didn't know you were gonna be working this hard, did you? Um, and then the third thing that I just randomly won, and this one was legit randomly, I wasn't like picked, um, was uh, for Spark Adventures, they've been doing a giveaway kind of a newer outdoor adventure company out of Utah, out of Tuella, Utah. And um, Clint, I don't even know how you say his last name. I think it's Inez. I might've mispronounced that, but he's actually a tattooer. That's his main job. Um, and he's an awesome tattooer. And he actually does a lot of outdoor typed uh, tattoos. That's like his specialty, but he started an outdoor adventure company, uh, I believe with one of his friends. And to enter this one giveaway, which was for uh, Utah Attack for Total Archery Challenge, um, you just had to make a purchase through their website and then between a time frame. And I randomly got picked. So I got a call from Clint like two weeks ago just saying, uh, well, first he tried calling. I didn't answer it because I didn't know the number and it kind of creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. And I had like a, an issue up in Washington that I won't dive into now, but I just don't pick up numbers that I don't know. And then I got a text that's like, is this charity? I'm like, this is getting creepy. Yeah. So she writes, yes, may I ask who's asking? And he's, are you ready for a spark adventure? I'm like, oh, hey, Clint. <laughs> so <laughs> he called and um, he's laughing. He's like, you messed up my whole thing. I always like to record the videos when people win stuff. And then I just get, uh, you're just declining my calls. <laughs> it's like, sorry for messing it up. I know. That's what I do. But um, it was really cool. They were all set up that like if it was someone that won that had never picked up a bow, they were going to get them all set up with a bow and then give them a day's worth of instruction and then throw them into one day of tack. Um, since I had a bow, Clint said, you know, what kind of, you know, tell me about your setup. And so I told him I had a, a four pin fixed sight that came with my bow. I got my bow from the bow rack and they got me all set up. I had Wayne Endicott teach me how to shoot, which is really, really awesome and yeah. definitely not lost on me. So uh, I, Clint's like, all right. So like you're, you're pretty geared in front as far as that goes. He's like, but the site needs some work. They sent me a site for free, a sliding three pin um, to get put on my bow. So I just got it the other day. I got to get it put on and then get it all sighted in. But yeah, they're paying for all expenses, two days of total archery challenge, knock on one day and then rocking that elk foundation second day paying for my hotel. I'm like, I don't know what I did to deserve this. I mean, happily accept it. But yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I've been thinking for a long time, you know, about hunting in general. And like I said, I, I've helped my husband on his hunts a lot, a lot of times. And um, me being vet med and helping with surgeries and stuff, I can handle field dressing and all that. You know, it's no big deal. But as far as me being the one making the choice to take a life, you know, I wasn't quite ready for that commitment. Um, and I feel like God's really setting me up for 
success in terms of learning the most and getting the most out of the experience. Being a science nerd, I already know by statistics that, you know, success, just because you get a tag doesn't mean you're going to fill it. And then when it's archery, it goes down even more from there. (laughs) (laughs) And the unit that I drew a tag from, so I'm in uh, northeastern Nevada now, which is the opposite side of the state that I grew up on. Um, And the unit that I drew is a pretty crazy backcountry, high country unit. So it's going to be hard work. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, uh, number one, I like challenges for sure. And I already backpack. I really love backpacking and just getting out in the into nature, being unplugged, super important to me. And um, I feel like God's really set me up for success, though. Like Onyx for free. Yeah. Then having uh, a one-on-one mentorship that Kurt's literally tailoring to exactly what I'm doing for this hunting season. It wraps up before my tag season starts. And then right after I'm done with Kurt, now I have two days of total archery challenge to practice all these crazy shots that honestly, probably most of them are not shots that most hunters would feel comfortable taking in a real life situation. Right. I've already been warned about that. They're like, yeah, some of the shots, if it was a real animal, probably wouldn't necessarily be considered ethical because it's like branches and stuff in the way, you know, yeah. but um, I feel like I'm really being set up for success in that way because Kurt actually gave me a list of stuff that I needed and sliding site was on there. And then I get that call from Clint two days later. There you go. It just, you can't argue, you know, when, when God and the universe is up to something, I mean, things just start shaking out and happening. So, um, I know plenty of people that didn't draw any tags this year. And, um, so I feel very blessed to have one. Our freezer needs meat, you know? So I'm excited about it, but I'm already halfway through my mentorship with Kurt. That's been really good. And they've been zoom calls kind of like this. Um, and I've been really appreciative for that. And um, I only started doing archery in March. So uh, I mentioned earlier that I got my bow from the bow rack. And I've been friends with Lisa Endicott uh, for a few years now. And it's because my husband and I went in there on a, for an anniversary trip. We drove down from Washington State where we used to live to get new strings put on his bow and something else. Aaron wanted to go in there and Lisa and I hit it off because we're just very similar and not, not exactly hippies, but kind of, <laughs> and you know, she's, she likes to surf and stuff and just really outdoorsy and all covered in turquoise, but she also likes to hunt and fish. And so we just really hit it off because uh, we're definitely birds of a feather. And so I've done some custom work for them and um, ended up getting a display in there uh, for my jewelry back at the end of the fall. That's awesome. So yeah, and it, it's done really well there, and it's been cool to have a place, um, you know, that has my stuff there. And I did some archery specific stuff, you know, the rings have, you know, crossed arrows on the bands and some kind of fun stuff like that. But Lisa's a rock nerd, and I'm pretty sure she keeps messaging me. She's like, I stole another ring out of the display because I can't help myself. You know, she's wearing all the rings behind the the counter. <laughs> but they've been really great, and I had another inventory update that I needed to do. So Aaron and I actually hopped in the car with our little guy Zephyr, and we made the drive. Um, it's like a ten hour drive from us. But we already had it arranged. Um, Lisa, I just told her, I said, I want to start archery. Like, I made that decision for sure. And you guys are are the best. And I know you'll get me set up with what I need. And I told her, I said, I don't want, like, bottom rung quality, which they don't even sell there anyway. But I I said, I don't need the best of the best either. I'm just starting out, so we'll be realistic. And so they got me all fitted for a bow. And um, 
I'm very short. I'm a small person. And I know that people are listening to this. They're not seeing what I look like, but I'm only 5'3". So I'm pretty little. <laughs> and it was funny because they tried like two different bows. They kept going, man, your, your draw length is too short. Like this bow doesn't go any shorter. And so they had to keep going smaller and smaller. So I actually landed on, and it's perfect for me. It's compact. It is considered a compact bow. Um, and the local bow shop here in Elko, I had to put it in to get some work on because I made a dumb choice and we can get into that later if we want to talk about it or not. You know, we go, you know, we're gonna for sure now. (laughs) And I called a check on it and I said, it's a smaller bow. And they go, Oh yeah, I actually thought that was a kid's bow. I'm like, cool. Well, I'm pretty much the size of a preteen. So I guess that's fitting. Um, so I got set up with a Mission Hammer, okay. and that thing is a freaking powerhouse. Uh, it's a really good bow. The draw length is super adjustable, and you can dial those babies up to 70 pounds. Perfect. So, that is awesome. Yeah, and I figured, I don't want to be hauling this stupid, heavy, giant thing all through the backcountry. I'm only 5'3". I'm not going to schlep a bow along that's over like half the length of my body. Right. You know, no, that's perfect. I see people all the time. I can't say all the time. I used to see a lot of people. They would, you know, especially their girlfriends or their wives, you know, and and this is not a knock for Tiffany and Lukowski one bit, but they would say, oh, what's Tiffany shooting? Not to mention names. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, (laughs) well, that's so specific. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they're, you know, her and Lee, they have the crush and their own outdoor television. And so they're, you know, that Matthews that she was shooting at that, you know, that specific year that's, you know, they guys would run out and that's what they'd get their wife or their girlfriend. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of partial to a bow brand. I really like Bowtech, but I also like Matthews, you know, PSE makes a good bow. Elite makes a good bow. So the reality is, is go shoot a bow and you did what you needed to do. You went to the bow shop and they fitted you and you tried multiple different bows and then you settled. I don't want to say settled. You picked the bow that fit you the best. And so I think that's, that's important to right there. You're setting yourself up for success versus making your body fit a bow that may not necessarily been built for you. And so that's really yes. good that you went that route versus the other route. Yeah, and, and the bow rack carries Matthews, which Mission is one of yeah, Matthews' yep. um, branches, right? So it is a Mission bow, and it's, luckily it's covered under their warranty and all that, that mm-hmm. jazz. But they carry Hoyt as well. And even my husband, um, Aaron, has a really nice bow that he's put all the bells and whistles on. And he's pretty much taught himself archery over the last three years because he's been, uh, you know, he's hunted rifle since he was a kid. Okay. Um, so bows are, are still relatively new to Aaron too. Um, but he was even asking, you know, are you going to get a Hoyt? What are you going to get? And I said, I, I put the ball on their court. Yeah. I was like, they're the ones that know exactly what they're doing. They know what our price range is. Like, I'm just going to turn it over to them because they know. And then when it came down to it, I got to pick what the color was, right? <laughs> it's like, we have three choices. Okay. That one. Yeah. But, um, that's what I felt like made the most sense because like you said, it's like, that's one of the downsides to, to social media is they get really hung up on watching what other people are using and getting really wrapped up in that. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's what I gonna, that's what I want for sure. Yeah. Even the boot discussion, you know, my husband is very Kenetrek crazy and he's had Kenetreks forever, forever. Like he's been buying them way longer than we've ever been together. Yeah. And um, I just told him, I was like, well, a lot of people swear by Krispies. You know, I even put like a thing on my Instagram the other day, you know, crispy or Kenetrek and it was almost matched. Yeah. 
And I tried them on at the bow shop here local. If you blindfolded me, I couldn't tell you which boot was on which foot. Yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. But it's just funny is that like people do get really hung up on on brand names and Obviously, there are brands that we choose to support because we really like like what they stand for. We like how they spend their extra money. Maybe we like the the nonprofits that they give to, or maybe we like nonprofits that they've started themselves, or maybe they give veterans, you know, free whatever, or, you know, we all have our reasons for what we support. But at the end of the day, if it's an item that you need to buy that needs to actually fit you, it's probably better to get the one that fits better. Yeah, (laughs) Especially when it comes to like a boot or a bow or a backpack or, you know. So um, I've tried to keep that in mind for sure, because you can get really enamored, you know, with Instagram, with all these people out adventuring. It just looks so magical. And you think, oh, well, if I buy those boots, that will be me on that mountainside. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's only you on that mountainside. If you get your butt in your car and you drive there and then you get out and you hike, it doesn't matter if you're wearing tennis shoes or not, you know, but um, 100%. So that's been a really, (laughs) a really good thing is, is uh, trying to not get hung up on, on labels and brands and, and talking to people. Um, I, uh, with how my brain works, I like to research stuff. I research the crap out of everything so much to the point that actually annoys my husband because he's been doing this quote unquote hunting this whole life, you know, his thing his whole life. He's been fly fishing since he was six. Right. Aaron is like one of the most like finesse filled people out there when it comes to like outdoor wreck, like he's just beautiful to watch. He knows what he's doing. He's very good at it. It's just second nature. But he finally told me the other day, he's like, I get challenged when I find out that like you've been asking other people, you know, what their opinions are. And I just kind of say, babe, you, you've been with me for 11 years. You know, this is how I am with everything. Yeah. This is just the first time that you've been worked into the equation, you know, and is that I'm asking people from a lot of different parts of the industry because I want everybody's opinion, because that's the same thing when you're researching anything. You don't just look at one source and be like, all right, my mind's made up, <laughs> you know, this is what's true. And I just told him, I was like, it's just, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. That's <laughs> what this boils down to. And is that everyone's different. And I said, you're, you know, he's 6'2". I'm 5'3". So maybe the backpack that he likes a lot would be a horrible choice for me or, you know, whatever. So um, that's just been it is that I've been trying to been I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and I look for gear recommendations from people that seem to be pretty unbiased, you know, and they give a pretty well rounded uh, layout of something. And I'll look at that and be like, yeah, never mind. I don't want one of those or, you know whatever. And uh, I'll message people all the time through the DMS. Cause I see that they're wearing something and they're not even promoting it. They'll just be like, Hey, you know, tell them about your pack that you're using or whatever. Yeah. And I've gained a lot of insight that way. <laughs> there are caveats to people that are like quote unquote sponsors or ambassadors. Right. Um, because they're getting reimbursement for what they're saying. Now you have people that, that are very stringent they choose to be very stringent and they don't say yes to everyone and they don't seek out companies to, you know, ask them, Hey, can I be an ambassador? Hey, can I, you know, Hey, can you sponsor me? They're the ones that get asked by the company. Hey, can we sponsor you? And they don't say yes to everyone. You know, it's like they have to believe in what the product is like wholeheartedly. That's a different story. Absolutely. When I see someone that's constantly throwing up coupon codes for 10 million different companies in their stories, I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, that's they're not that their opinion is not right. It's just unuseful in my like that's kind of Yes. It's 
it's looking at an ad yes. is what it is. You're not looking at someone's experience, looking at an ad. And I get it. It's a source of revenue and they get free stuff in the mail or they get discounts or whatever. I'm not judging the lifestyle. It's fine. I've just noticed it. And so I try to not let those types of accounts affect me, which probably really actually angers those companies because that's the only point. <laughs> They're hoping that those will affect us and, and make us want to buy the thing. Then you get people like me that don't like being told what to do and like to look around and dig around and figure it out on my own. But, um, you know, I even had someone message in that's been following this account for probably almost a year. And um, I had shown a company that I had just bought uh, outdoor clothes from and I'll plug them here because I do believe in their in their company. But um, they uh, are called Rich Patrol and they're a pretty new company and they're legit USA made. Yeah. women's hunting clothes Andrea. sorry but i have literally not found any other usa women's hunting clothes companies yeah. and i have been looking trust me so even though they're in the kind of beginning stages they have plenty of bugs that need fixing you know and maybe you know they have some other stuff to sort out the fact is is that me being another small business owner i appreciate what they're trying to do yeah and i'm gonna support them and i got the stuff here and it fits great so that's awesome. I don't that's know if you I'm know this, with. but we had Andrea on already. Actually, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you are actually how I found her. How did I bring part that until now? Oh, there yeah. you go. That's I awesome. Her stuff. That's amazing. It's through you. Yeah. And uh, like to hear <laughs> and her. And I loved her story. Yes. Yes. That was like to hear what she overcame and like where she's at today as a person. Like it's amazing. And it's like, uh, yeah, but to to be able to showcase her business and what they're doing for the industry for women, like that makes me happy that you found her through me, not be not for a pat on my back, but that we're actually being able to make a difference in people's businesses and people, you know, we get blessed when we have people come on here and you know, you're you're blessing us by being on here sharing your story and talking about your businesses and it's one of my goals is to be able to be a blessing back to you. And if that means someone who listens to our podcast finds your business and as a result of that, you, you, you know, gain a customer, then I think we've, you know, we accomplished what we've came here to do. And so that's one of the things that we came here to do. So that's really exciting. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Well, I just, I see it as a success with just connecting with people. Yeah. Um, it's not even necessarily about a sale, um, what I can tell you is that like most of my clientele are they're actually custom clients. I do like 90% custom work, which is why my online shop doesn't normally have too much in it unless I just did a shop update, which may only happen like two or three times a year. Okay. Um, I do mostly custom work. So I build a queue out that's anywhere from like two to six months, depending on the moment. Um, and uh, so that's why the bow rack display is a big deal is because uh, that's a place you can actually go <laughs> get your hands on some stuff without having to wait, you know, four or six months or whatever for your own that you're getting built from scratch. But um, I become pretty good friends with most of my custom clients. And that's because I just enjoy connecting with people and getting to know people. And, and somehow I attract really great people. Yeah. I have not, I've had very few um, problems with clients or even their personalities or any of that stuff. It's God's, God's very much blessed me with my business and the type of people that cross my path. And some of them are small business owners. Some of them aren't, some of them are jewelry makers themselves. Some of them aren't or other kinds of artists, you know, and they come from all walks of life. 
And uh, I really enjoy connecting with people. And um, I was I had that chat with you before we before we hit record um, is that networking. I had someone tell me this finally last year. They said one they've known me for a long time. They said one of the gifts that you've always had is connecting people with each other. Yeah, It's not even about me being in the mix and not about like me getting business. It's that I meet so many people. And even though I have a very forgetful mind, I call myself, I call it like Dory brain. Like I forget, forget things sometimes <laughs> if I don't write it down, but I will remember what people do. And uh, it fascinates me to meet people from lots of different backgrounds. And if they have a business or a talent, uh, I love seeing people succeed. And uh, I actually owned an art gallery up in Washington State for almost two years and um, loved that. I sought out all of those artists that were in there. We made a really quirky, awesome, family-friendly space that was super unusual and really, really neat and interactive. Um, but I sought those people out and I had an application process. I didn't let everyone in. Yeah. Um, they had to get through the gauntlet of charity. Number one, do I like it? Literally, yeah. do I like it? Uh, and then number two, do I like you as a human? There were a couple people that after they handed me their application, I literally threw it in the garbage. And I like 99% of people. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> so if you barely got your ego through the door, my art gallery is not for you. I'm right. so sorry. Um, but we even had it set up to where um, I would ask people, we would donate to nonprofits, like a sliver of their sale would be matched to his consignment. And I had a list of 20 different charities that I looked through charitynavigator.org, said pick one, and then we'll match a donation to them for every sale that you make. And and we did for the couple of years that we were open. Um, but it's important in that uh, networking there was amazing. And I connected all those artists with each other. They found similarly minded, you know, artists that had really big hearts and were really just trying to get out there and do some um, good work and didn't have you know, egos to deal with. And sometimes that can be really hard yeah. <laughs> to find other people that aren't wrestling with egos all the time. So, um, but networking is, is important. And so that's the other reason, like I, I enjoy your podcast. I found a lot of really great people through listening to your podcast and um, you know, Instagram follower numbers don't mean anything to me anyway, because yeah. I've learned over the years that number one, you can buy followers yeah. literally. I won't name names, but there's someone in my family that has done that. And then they tried offering it to me and I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Right. I don't need like Russian porn bots or whatever you're paying to get like your follower numbers up. It's exactly what you want. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's like, I, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to build a business. You want yeah. like sincere interaction, not like buying followers anyway. So follower numbers literally mean nothing. If I like what someone has to say, I like their personality. I like what they're doing. I'm requesting a follow or I'm hitting follow. I don't care if you have 35 followers on your account or 1 million. Yeah. Like if you're a person that has something, you know, that I think is a value that I enjoy watching that I see is productive and it's encouraging and it's, it builds up other people and it, it doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. It doesn't make you feel angry. It doesn't make you feel depressed. Like I try to stay away from those kinds of things. There's something to be said that we should not bury our heads in the sand by right. any means. No. So there are a handful of accounts that I follow that are like awareness accounts that are super important. Do I try to make those show up in my feed every day? I don't at all. But all of this to say is that with social media, it's important to kind of gauge yes. our surroundings and just realize like who, 
how do we know whose opinion is actually worth, does it hold water? Yeah. And it's hard to say because we have these Instagram lives, you scroll someone's feed and maybe their life looks great. And maybe their private life is absolutely horrible. Like we don't, we don't know, you know, most people put their best foot forward and you should be allowed to do that. You know, when you sign up for an Instagram account, it doesn't mean that you're signing your life away and you're agreeing to let everyone know every thought of every moment of every day and every emotion. Cause there is something is telling too much. Yeah. But, um, I, I feel really drawn to people that I, I don't know. I just always tell, I get feelings about people even just seeing how they speak and how they act. You get a pretty good gauge yeah. on someone's personality, you know? And um, I, I just appreciate that. Cause even just listening to your podcast and I know you said you're getting video figured out later. So body language is a whole different thing, but oh, yes. oh yeah. Did I mention I was interested in psychology? <laughs> Add it to the file. <laughs> um, but it's a, uh, it's interesting and you can tell with people's voices a lot of times if they're they're a smooth salesman and they're trying to sell you something or they're a sociopath and they're just going to be agreeable with every single thing that you say because they want you to like them so bad or yes, yes. just oh. whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I have not decided on hunting boots. That's what all this time is about. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we've, so we, we made that circle. There we go. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. I, I'm going to throw one in the mix here. I don't know if you've looked at Keen yet. Um, and I'm not by no means affiliated with them in any way, shape or form, but I do own two pairs. And, uh, I, last year I started hunting. Um, I broke in a pair before I went on that West Texas all dad hunt. And we were out, uh, around Marfa in the Presidio area. We were right on the Mexican border and I mean, we were in some of the toughest country I've ever been in. And when we, when we finally came out, um, we walked through some of the like nastiest mud that I've ever been in. It was almost like quicksand. And when we got back to the truck, I looked at my boots and I'm like, as comfortable and as like well put together as these boots are, I'm probably never going to wear them again. And uh, I actually pressure washed them and they came out pretty good. But before I pressure washed them, I, I went and bought <laughs> another pair and uh, like they, they've been really good. They're not very high top. Like they they go above the ankle, but they're not like, you know, they don't come up the calf or anything like that. But as far oh, okay. as, as like a really good, just like walking shoe boot, I don't know if you'd call them a boot or not, but they're more of like a hiking shoe. They, they served me really well out there, you know, here in the, you know, Blue Ridge mountains, they've done really well, but, uh, out there in the, um, West Texas wilderness, um, when, when we were all dad hunting, we pick on Austin. He was our guide. We tell him he took us, uh on a really long CrossFit, uh, two day CrossFit, um, <laughs> challenge. We did 19 okay. miles in two days. It was insane. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'd probably walked 19 miles consecutively in 19 days prior to that. And, uh, so it really whooped me and, uh, you know, it was mentally challenging, but it was definitely physically challenging. So, you know, to see how you're preparing, I saw that, uh, reel you did the other day or the story, uh, you had the backpack on, you were on the treadmill walking and, uh, like just getting prepared for that. Like that is things that I did not do. I thought that like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I can do this. I, you know, that's probably, a blessing and a curse for me is I think I can do anything, even though it's, <laughs> I can't do everything. So, um, <laughs> you can do anything. Just some of it takes some practice yeah. before you can jump in. That's all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some so, preparation, like you said, yeah. <laughs> or training. Um, 
Well, the one the shoes that I have now that I'll honestly probably end up sticking with, uh, I wear them for backpacking, um, and they're a mountaineering boot. Uh, so the the country that so we live at the foothill of some pretty rugged mountains um, that are pretty high of elevation. Um, they go up to eleven thousand feet. Oh wow! Um, is where I'll be going. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, a little different than <laughs> over there, huh? Yeah. Um, so I have a mountaineer mountaineering boot by a company called I think it's Saliwa is how you pronounce it S S A L E W A, and I like them a lot. Um, they don't give me blisters or anything, and I've put a lot of miles on them so far. Aaron bought the same brand, my husband, and they give him blisters. So it just goes to show yeah, it just literally depends on your foot, yeah, you yeah. know, and the size of the boot and everything. But I like them. They're super grippy. Um, we have, you know, big slabs of granite and stuff you got to take into account. And then that's offset by shale. Mm-hmm. So you have the hillside crumbling on you or you got like a slick, huge, giant rock you're trying to cross. And so you kind of and then sometimes you got streams you're going through. And so. Um, sometimes you're going through cactus and crazy underbrush like that. And so we kind of have all the things cause it's high desert. Um, but I've been pretty happy with those and they are true to my soul because they are turquoise colored with coral colored <laughs> shoelaces. So, you. <laughs> you know, don't know if that's good for an archery hunt or not, as far as sticking out like a sore thumb to a deer, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I think if you're that close, he's already in range. So I, I think you'll be <laughs> That's fine. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as preparing goes, so I've, I did not grow up quote unquote in the outdoors. I've always been very nature obsessed since I was a little kid though. And um, I wanted to be a veterinarian. That's actually what I went to, to college for um, pre-veterinary wise. And then um, didn't pull the trigger on that because they wanted large animal vets or research vets when I was getting ready to apply not worth, uh, I mean, education costs as much as a house, literally, um, not worth it. I didn't want to do either yeah. of those things. So, uh, I went and be, I became a vet tech and then stuck in the industry for a few more years. But, um, one of the things that, um, I learned from all of that is, uh, staying active, is super important. I put on quite a bit of weight being a vet tech. People are always bringing you treats. Yeah. which is great when your clients like you, but they're always bringing in donuts and you're like, dude, or coffees. And it's like, everybody's just getting fatter. And yeah. fatter. It's like for being on your feet the whole time, you think you lose a lot more weight, but uh, going to college up at Whitworth, that's where I got introduced. You know, I moved from Nevada up to the Pacific Northwest. And um, that's where like all the kids that were from the Pacific Northwest are like, Oh, charity, let me show you how to layer. You know, you do a base layer, you do this. I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to wear cotton socks. That's the worst. Okay, we need to actually get you some hiking boots, which I bought Keens. Those were my first pair of hiking boots. Um, let's go to the REI outlet, you know, or go to the garage sale or, you know, Sierra Trading Post outlet or, you know, the cheap things because we're college students and we're poor. Yeah. Um, and so you you figure out how to make do with gear that is maybe not the best gear and it's several seasons old and maybe there's a new one out, but I've still learned you don't have to have the brand new thing. Um, I don't care about having something that's a few seasons old if it's cheaper. And if it's well-made, it's going to last forever. I don't get rid of anything unless it's like broken beyond repair or it literally physically causes me pain. It will probably never leave my house because (laughs) I always find a purpose for it. (laughs) But as far as getting prepared, like I've had, I've had moments over the years I've done really great with fitness and I was cycling from Spokane, Washington, all the way over to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And one day on my road bike, and that's like almost a hundred miles round trip. Um, I've had moments where I was doing weightlifting classes, you know, doing two semesters full of yoga. So I was doing yoga like three or four days a week. And, uh, so I've experienced a lot of different things, um, as far as fitness goes, but it's always been a roller coaster. And then I have a, now a, 
I have an 18 year old stepson and then I have a six year old and, um, getting into shape after Zephyr was important to me. I stayed super active and we got a hiking backpack, one of the Osprey Poco ones. And that thing, I literally wore holes in it. Oh, wow. That's how much I used it. And what kind was that? The Osprey? uh, Osprey brand. And it's a Poco, P-O-C-O. And they have newer versions now and they can be really pricey. If you can get them used, you know, I'd recommend that, you know, kids can only be in there until they're like three, but I stayed active and I, I ended up um, starting Ghost Hell Metalworks when Zephyr was like two months old. Okay. And it was because uh, Aaron gave me like 200 bucks one night. I was home on maternity leave from the animal hospital and he's like, buy yourself something nice. It's like on Amazon at like two in the morning and like adding in jewelry to my cart. And I got annoyed because I took uh, two semesters of jewelry at Whitworth like many years before. Yeah. And was like, I know how to make this stuff. I just don't have the stuff to make it, you know? So I emptied my cart out and then I bought stuff for making jewelry very small amounts obviously and then aaron woke up and i'm like i'm starting a jewelry business that's <laughs> literally nice. how that went <laughs> and then my dad's an entrepreneur so he was super supportive and he gave me a tiny little business loan to kind of get us started since i wasn't you know earning a paycheck yet and um my business ended up taking off custom clients you know held me and i got to stay home with zephyr and he's my little adventure buddy oh, so amazing. he's been hiking since he was four months old and old enough to hold up his head in that backpack and we got the okay from the pediatrician we were hike, hiking the Cascade Mountains because that's where we lived. So, um, you know, you fall off the wagon with fitness stuff. So what I've been doing is uh, I got inspired by Natalie, even Marie, actually. And uh, Jess, Jesse Smith went on a hunt, uh, their first elk hunt back in the fall. Um, Gary Galagos uh, was their guide for that. And um, Natalie has a fitness app that's CrossFit. Okay. And I was just... I was enamored because I was like, she's out there with like her hot pink dreads. And I'm like, that's probably a good thing that (laughs) deer can't or elk can't see the fluorescence, I guess, because, you know, safety orange and safety pink are both a thing now. So that must have been a safe color. But she, you could just tell like she was out there. She had that big pack on. It's like no big deal. And I'm like, all right. I already made the decision that I was going to hunt. But then seeing that hunt and seeing her and Jess do that, I'm like, yes this is the answer. Like you get in good shape well before your hunt. And so I downloaded her NEM fit app in January. And I think it's, it's only like six or nine bucks a month. It's not very much. And she gives you your workouts every single day and there's little video clips to show you what to do. Um, so I did that and that kind of got me started. And then Bristol Bay fitness, um, is an online, uh, fitness account. And the gal that has that is uh, Taya, T-A-Y-A. I think that's how you say, she says her name. But okay. she is a hunter too. And she fishes and she does women's wilderness retreats and all kinds of stuff. So she has a gym. And so she has a 12-week program that is geared towards getting ready for hunting season. Oh, my, that is so awesome. So I'm... Yeah. And so um, I'll totally talk prices on here because I'm a small business owner and want to support her. So I paid, it was like a hundred bucks for 12 weeks. And when you break that down, I'm like, financially, okay. That's like 30 bucks a month ish, 33.3, yeah. you know, bucks a month or whatever, if you average it out. And so I was like, yeah, that's well worth it. And she has you send her videos and stuff so she can see her form. She went through and corrected me. She made comments about one of my shoulder blades. She thought maybe it actually was knotted up and needed to do some work on it. And so it's been really good. And then she's really good with the physical therapy stuff too. 
Um, some of the workout days are like, yep, you're going to do the roller on your calf for two minutes straight. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And so, um, it's been really ha- helpful. And I just saw today, she just sent a link for like rock sack tips for rucking and making sure that you don't like ruin your joints while you're doing it and you do it in the right way. And, um, her app has a way to like track all that stuff too. You can track weights and duration and all that stuff. So that's been a really good investment for me. So if anyone is wanting to get in better shape, um, her programs are great and she offers them. I think she does them every 12 weeks. I think she starts over and offer something that's maybe kind of different, but this one with hunting season coming up, that's kind of more specifically focused on that. Um, I've been really, really happy with it. I was being crazy at first and was still doing CrossFit and that because I wanted to keep doing Natalie's app, but I found my body is just like, what are you doing? This is too much. So (laughs) I finally was like, okay, fine. I'll do one thing. Um, So I'll go back to CrossFit um, to Natalie's app once this one's done, once this program is done, but that's what I've been good at. And I literally, um, as I did a ton of research and bought one of the most expensive packs out there, which per my, my personality is not normally what I do, but based on research, it was what I do. So yeah. luckily they take payments. <laughs> but awesome. um yeah, so I landed on a Kafaru pack is what I got. And that poor group of people that run their Instagram, I had all kinds of questions for them for months and they answered all of them. And then I actually went to the Western Hunting Expo and they knew I was coming. <laughs> and they uh because I told them and they're like, all right, they fitted me and everything. So I was like, I just don't want to order anything online. I'm five three, I have a short tor- torso. Like I I'm gonna be taking this on a crazy hunt. I, this has to be comfortable. Yeah. This has to fit correctly. Like there's no room for fudging this. And if I'm spending this much on a pack because it's made in the States, legit. Um, it better fit right. Right. Um, and they did, and they did awesome. And so just anyone out there that is versatile in their outdoor experience, like me, I wanted a pack that could do a lot of different things and I'm not endorsed by Kafaru anyone, by the way, I am not an ambassador or any of those things. Um, (laughs) I landed on what's called the Hellbender, and the bag itself is actually kind of small. It does have, um, it's the bag that can attach the external, um, straps and uh frame yeah so the frame that i landed on was a more expensive one the frame costs almost as much as the bag but the frame can be used with any of their ex any of their bags right so that's the way i saw it i'm like okay in terms of of long-term use of this frame that i know fits my body perfectly in length and everything this makes sense so i got the hellbender because it has a built-in waterproof meat shelf that's expandable so as far as hauling out harvest, that makes a ton, makes a huge difference to me. Um, and it's got a waterproof liner. So if you have stuff in the front part of the pack, it doesn't, you know, you're not ending up with like blood, blood soaked camping stuff, right? Yeah. It's separate. Um, and then the way they designed all the Kafaru packs, they have tons of the um, molly webbing all over them. So you can add all kinds of pouches and stuff. And I just found out the other day, a lot of the marsupial gear pouches are compatible with the Kafaru packs as well. Um, so I'm assuming that goes both ways with the marsupial gear, being able to accept Kafaru, you know, accessories and pouches yeah. and stuff too. Um, and then I watched a Red Beard Outdoors because that's another podcast I listened to. And um, Kafaru staff had recommended the Hellbender pack and I get their camping bag to go with it. And it's a large, like, I don't remember how many liters it holds, but it's a camping bag that you can like squish down. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of hold that in the meat shelf when you're hiking in. Um, and that's what they've recommended because they're like, you can extend your stay by quite a bit if you get this bag and just put it inside of the meat shelf part of your hellbender. 
Um, so I'd already decided I was doing that and I'd actually already ordered it. And then it happened to be, I was just doing more diving after I already ordered it and found that Redbeard Outdoors did a review on that exact same setup, the Hellbender pack with the camping bag. And he, he said, um, when he was looking at it, he's like, you could easily pack up to 10 days with this setup if you do it right. Very nice. And I was like, that's what I want to hear because it's versatile then. Right. And he even said, he's like, yeah, you could put all your camp stuff in the camp out bag. And then when you get up to your spot, just take that bag out and dump it. And then you can go out and go glassing and you have all your camping stuff, you know, right where you need it. And so all of those things won me over well-made, you know, lifetime warranty made in the States. And I'm really big on that. Even with my business model, my jewelry, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So I source my stones close to me. I don't buy stuff from overseas and um, that's important to me. If I'm going to be spending a bunch of money on outdoor gear, I want to be able to do the same and support other American businesses. It's important. I, I love but, that. I love that. Yeah. So, so that's and the load on those is great. They can handle a lot of weight. Um, I kind of fought Aaron for a while on it because I have like an old REI pack from like our wedding registry. Cause that's what we did. We registered with REI cause we're cool like that. Yeah. Got all <laughs> kinds of cool stuff. Um, but I have like this turquoise and white bag with an internal frame. Aaron's like, you're going to pack out meat in that. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, you need to get a hunting pack. And I was such a turd about it. I was like, I don't need new anything. I'll make it work, you know? Yeah. And then after finally like realizing everything, I'm like, okay. And I'm pretty sure the capacity on this is probably like 70 pounds. It's like literally brick. If I was trying to haul out an elk quarter or something and it would probably actually fall apart. Right. So that was a big thing too, is that I had to be able to distribute a ton of weight um, and I did pack that back to the brim. I hauled in uh, 65 pounds on an eight mile in backpacking trip for two nights um, last year because we took our little six year old with us too. So we had extra stuff. And then I wanted to bring a hammock and, you know, other necessities. <laughs> right. <laughs> Aaron didn't appreciate, but he used it. So but, I just yeah. want you to know I'm jealous that y'all did your wedding registry to REI. We did um, Target and Walmart. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did do Target too, if it makes you feel better. Because some of the older folk in our family were displeased that they couldn't buy like nice towels or something. Yeah. To, for us, we're like, okay, I guess. Like, so the Target had like, you know, new bath towels on it and some other kind of boring stuff like that. But no, most of it was REI, like sleeping bags, water filtration, really nice compass. REI, ready to eat meals. <laughs> That's awesome. I got a crock Jet pot. Oil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Brilliant. so smartest thing. I recommend it. Heavenly. Yeah. If you're engaged right now or getting ready to get engaged, you hope uh, register at REI, even if you don't necessarily care for all the REI brands, because that's the way to do it. <laughs> you're just going to try to get your outdoor gear set up. <laughs> that's awesome. I bet there's a bunch of people out there like, it's a good reason to get married. <laughs> so. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's brilliant. No. So if uh if any of the uh listeners wanted to reach out to you there on social media, it's Ghost Helm Metalworks, correct? And then Ghost Helm Find Jewelry. Yeah, and that's my main one. If you wanna reach out to me uh, as far as hunting, outdoor stuff, whatever, I mean follow both accounts if you wanna have all of the things. But Ghost Town Find Jewelry is where I feature most of my experiences with kind of getting into this hunting realm and getting into that archery, but then you also get to see my homesteading stuff and it's just screwing around in the outdoors 
Man, this was such a great conversation with Charity, but we're going to end it and we're going to come back next week. But I love the fact that we were able to talk about how Charity got started with hunting and how she chooses the different gear that she takes along, as well as the gear that she's going to be taking with her on her upcoming archery hunt. And as always, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.